Hi, YouTubers and watchavers everywhere. It's BarbaraGeorgeToon.com. I'm back with another Monday morning mailbag. Get yourself a cup of coffee, kick back, relax. Let's talk a little wet shaving and a few other things. What do you got this morning? Hang on, hang on. That is a wonderful, wonderful cup of coffee. We've used it before. You know it. You're very familiar with it. Here it is right here, McDonald's McCafe. Yeah, everyone's had a cup of McDonald's coffee at one time or another. I mean, they're worldwide. They're kind of a universal coffee. Yeah, and this is terrific. I got this at my local Mark's grocery store. Premium roast. Uh, it is a premium roast, a medium premium roast. Boy, this is really terrific. A really, really nice cup of coffee. Really, just, just absolutely terrific. And my mug this morning is one we've used before. I haven't used it in a while. It's my Yellow Labrador. Uh, yellow Labrador Retriever coffee mug. Check that out. Yeah, I had a couple of Yellow Labs. George and Gracie. Uh, this picture always reminds me of them. Great, great breed of dog. Of course, we've talked about that before. But looking at this coffee mug and thinking of my dogs, I happen to uh, think that, you know, I wasn't doing the traditional wet shave when I had those dogs, and I don't ever recall them lying down next to me or at my feet while I was doing a shave. Uh, and I'm just wondering if I were doing the traditional wet shave with the bathroom door open, that sort of thing, if they wouldn't. Uh, kind of uh, walk in there and lay down at my feet. But I would think they would because I recall when I was at my drawing table, uh, when I would be at my drawing table, they would lay down right there and be right next to me. I mean, they're really just loving, affectionate uh, breed of dog uh, and they need that uh, human connection. So that's the way they are. So I tend to think that if I were doing the traditional wet shave and the door was open, they would lay down in the hall or they would kind of squeeze in and lay down right there at my feet while I, while I would be lathering up or shaving, uh, something like that. I'm curious, if you're a dog owner, does your dog, you know, lay down at your feet while you're doing a traditional wet shave or maybe out in the hall if the door is open, uh, that sort of thing? I'm just curious, if, if you're a dog owner and that's happened to you, please comment below, let us know. Uh, yeah, I just happened to think of that. And yeah, I miss those dogs. They were just great, great dogs, George and Gracie. And I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me this morning. Thanks very much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Uh, hey, if you're taking me on your morning commute, thanks very much for the lift. I really do appreciate it. I'm getting a lay of the land here. And boy, we got some great stuff to talk about. We got some great, great content because we get some great, great contributions from all the viewers out there. And this week is no exception. Some really, really wonderful contributions from the viewers in this morning, in this morning's Monday morning mailbag. So you know what? Let's kick it off like we do, like we do every week with a contribution from a viewer. Let's go with the viewer morning shaving tip. This morning's shaving tip comes from viewer William Meredith, and he writes, Hello, Mark. In the short time I've been classic wet shaving, I've seen and used several lather methods. I have come to favor the scoop method of scooping a small amount of soap and placing it into a lather bowl or shave scuttle. The biggest challenge I encountered was how to get the soap to lather in an efficient manner. After much trial and error, I came up with a lather routine that makes very thick and creamy lather. After scooping a small amount of soap, about the size of a peanut, uh, 
I then press the soap into the bottom of the scuttle or lather bowl using my fingers and a dab of water, pressing it out to get it as thin as possible. I then soak my brush and lay it on top of the soap. This way I know that I have the right amount of water needed to build a lather and bloom the soap. I let the brush set on the soap as I do my pre-shave prep and then build the lather. I prefer this method over brush loading to lather on face or in a scuttle. This method works best with softer crope type soaps. Thank you, William Meredith. Hey, William, thanks very much for sharing that routine and that method with us. That sounds absolutely great. I am a face latherer, although I have a, a <laughs> I have a new shaving bowl and I've been using that too. I'm thinking about using this method as well. Now, I have been doing, uh, a, um, I guess you could call it a classic bowl lather in that I take a brush and I load it right from the puck and then I take the brush over to my lathering bowl and then build a lather that way. But I get a good, good brush load from the soap. Uh, your method sounds very, very interesting, and I like it because I'm not introducing water to the soap puck. That way I can recap it right away. So yeah, I'm definitely going to look at the scoop method, and it sounds like the key here is getting it nice and thin on the uh, bottom of the uh, bowl so that um, the brush tends to grab a larger surface area of soap, I would think, to build that lather because it's spread out and thinned out a little bit. Yeah. I think that's what's at work here. Great, great routine, great, great method. Thanks for sharing it with all the wet shavers and viewers out there. I really do appreciate it. And to say thank you for you and only you, an original signed George sketch. So please uh, email me your snail mail address at mondaymailbag at gmail.com, mondaymailbag at gmail.com, and I will send this to you post haste. And if you out there would like an original signed George sketch, just send me a shaving tip. Uh, email the shaving tip to mondaymailbag at gmail.com, mondaymailbag at gmail.com. And if I use it on the shaving tip segment, you too will receive an original signed George sketch. So thanks very much for the tip and the routine, the lathering routine, uh, William. Really, really do appreciate it. Okay, we got an extra shave tip this morning, and it comes from viewer John Kaczynski. I hope I pronounced that correctly, John. And he writes, hi, Mark, another great episode. Thank you very much. I'd like to make an addendum to the email I sent you previously about bowl lathering. I mentioned how with bowl lathering, I'm able to make a much better lather than I could face lathering. You talking about why you usually face lather made me realize it's not how you do it, but ensuring the end result is a smooth, slick, creamy lather. So my tip would be, Make sure you know what the consistency of a good lather is and make sure that's what's on your face before the razor ever touches it. I agree, John, absolutely. And I think building a lather, especially if you're a beginner, comes with trial and error, comes with experience, understanding uh, when you've reached that nice, creamy, thick, yogurty, slick, smooth kind of consistency that really makes up a nice, nice lather, allows uh, a lot of good protection, wonderful glide and slickness. Uh, yeah, it just comes with time, a little bit of practice, understanding the correct ratio between soap and water. Uh, absolutely. Knowing, <laughs> knowing what the goal is, 
uh, is absolutely important. And I think, again, it comes with a little bit of time, a little bit of practice, a little bit of experience, a little bit of trial and error. So, yeah, a wonderful, wonderful tip, John. Uh, really do appreciate you sharing it with uh, the viewers and all the wet shavers out there. And you know what? Surprise, you too get a sketch for you and only you, an original signed George sketch, because this is John's first shaving tip. And uh, I wanted to also send him a uh, sketch as well. So that's two sketches going out to viewers this week. So John, please email me your snail mail address uh, at mondaymailbag at gmail.com, mondaymailbag at gmail.com, and I will send this to you post-haste. So thanks again for a really wonderful shaving tip, John. Really, really do appreciate it. Okay, this morning we have a little shave den talk. Actually, a shave den tip. And it comes from viewer Preston Hagee. H-A-G-E-E. -E. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Hagee. Preston, I hope I got the pronunciation of your last name correct. Preston Hagee. Anyhow, Preston writes, Mark, howdy from the Texas Hill Country. Hey, that's great. Hello to you and everyone in Texas. Absolutely wonderful to hear from you. Just a short note with an organizational tip. I am a neophyte to the wet shave hobby, only about a year and a half in. I have a bathroom with limited size and it filled up the drawer. I needed a new storage solution for my growing collection of shave products. On Amazon, I found a wall-mounted cabinet in kit form. Only took me about an hour to assemble and mount to the wall above the tank. The cabinets come in various sizes and designs, but this one worked for me. Just common hand tools were needed, and it looks great. See pictures. Yeah, thanks very much for sending along the pictures. It looks wonderful. Uh, I hope this will help with other new guys like me to keep the bathroom looking squared away. Congratulations on your 8,000 subscriptions. Many more to come. And if you find yourself in Central Texas, the barbecue is on me. Absolutely a deal. I Absolutely a deal. Yes, I will definitely take you up on that. Thank you for all the great content. Your pal, Preston Hagee. Preston, thanks very much for a great organizational tip. That is absolutely wonderful. Not only is the cabinet stylish, but it also looks to be very practical, very, very functional. And I'm sure a lot of wet shavers out there will be inspired to look at this, maybe consider this product. I'll have a link to it below in case you're interested in investigating this further, but it looks absolutely great. It's something I'm going to look at because I need to organize my shave den and get it squared away, as you say. Uh, so yeah, thanks very much for this uh, shave den tip. And it's your first tip as well. And yes, for you as well. Yeah, another three sketches, <laughs> three sketches this week. Yeah, an original signed George sketch for you and only you. So please email me your snail mail address at mondaymailbag at gmail.com, mondaymailbag at gmail.com, and I will send this to you post haste. So Preston, thank you very, very much for a great shave den tip. Really do appreciate it. Oh, I almost forgot to mention, viewer Charles Price wrote in and he said, we all know that RAD stands for Razor Acquisition Disorder. Well, I'd like to name a new one after seeing everyone's shave den photos. Denvi equals den envy. Denvi is den envy. That's absolutely fantastic and spot on, Charles. I like that a lot. Rad, razor acquisition disorder, 
Denvi. Den Envy. Absolutely wonderful. Oh, yeah. And uh, one other thing. Uh, the cabinet we showed you, just showed you, that's the Teamson Home Windsor Detachable Bathroom Cabinet in Dark Espresso. Again, I'll have a link to that. Hey, Charles, thanks very much for the comment. Really do appreciate it. Okay, wanted to give you a quick update on the Ohio Wet Shavers Meetup. Uh, as a reminder, it's October 15th, 2022, from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. in Columbus, Ohio. I'll have links below regarding uh, the information about the event and also where you can get tickets. So that's the Ohio Wet Shavers Meetup, Saturday, October 15th, 2022, from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., Check the links below to get tickets and to get additional information on it. I am really looking forward to it, and I hope to see you there. Well, what do you know? Coffee's getting low. That time of the show. Let's go back for a refill. Okay, I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me this morning. I hope you went back for a refill. I sure did. Uh, again, I just want to say, if you're taking me on your morning commute, thanks so much for the lift. I really do appreciate it. It's really remarkable, amazing. I'm so flattered uh, when I hear from viewers that they listen to the program as they're driving into work or they're watching it on the train as they're going to work. I know there's one viewer uh, who lives in Paris, France, and he'll watch the show on the train as he's going home uh, after work. So uh, I'm just that I'm just so flattered by that. Thank you so very very much. Thanks to all the viewers out there for viewing and sharing and commenting. I really really do appreciate it. Uh, we and again the viewers, the best viewers in YouTube, and they offer some great great content and also some great great comments. So let's get to some of these comments in this morning's refill. We're going to kick it off with something from Bribri57 who wrote, once again, a great video. Thanks very much. I am so glad you didn't edit out the nick. Now, this is in regards to a video review I did recently where I nicked myself, and I used a styptic pencil. I saw it as an opportunity to use a styptic pencil to close up that nick. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, I'm so glad you didn't edit out the nick. That happens to every wet shaver from time to time. That was a great opportunity to show how to handle the situation. When that happens to me, I'm able to seal it up with my Allen block. I simply hold the block on the nick for 10 to 15 seconds and it seals. Hey, that's another great tip too because I've never tried that with an Allen block. But uh, next nick, I will try that. I'll try holding this to the nick to see if it seals up. But yeah, styptic pencil, these have been around for ages. This is another traditional wet shaving tool. And uh, yeah, it worked really, really well. And I'm so glad that um, I have to, <laughs> it sounds strange, I'm so glad I nicked myself. But it was a good opportunity to show how to handle a nick. Whenever I do a shaving review, whether it's a brush or a razor or a shave soap, I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, what if I nick myself? And really, uh, this product came to the rescue, so I'm glad that uh, I had the opportunity, even though I nicked myself, I'm glad I had the opportunity to use it. So that was really, really uh, a good opportunity, and uh, thanks so much for the comment, BriBri57. Uh, Jerome Barbier said, a great video. I would love to see a lather test with a more widely available soap like Parasso, Tabak, or Cella. Now, he is 
Uh, speaking in regards to the review I did on the Simpson T3 Trafalgar Synthetic Shaving Brush with the ebony handle, I received this uh, from uh, Mark Bagwell. Thank you again, Mark. I really do appreciate it. And I used an artisan soap to build a lather with this. Anyhow, he goes on to say, uh, in that way, shavers outside the U.S. can make a better comparison. Keep it up. Yeah, uh, use a soap that is more widely available uh, globally to a lot of the viewers so they can see the performance, engage the performance of this brush uh, on a soap like Tabak, Parasso, Cella, etc. that is available to everyone. And I absolutely agree, and I will need to do that down the road. So thanks very much uh, for that, Jerome. I really do appreciate it. It is a terrific brush. It, it lathers wonderfully with a, a wide variety of soaps and creams. I, I've been using this uh, quite a bit, and I really do like it. The one thing I like about it is it has wonderful flow-through. When I do a bowl lather, it just flows right off of the bristles onto the face. So yeah, it really is very, very good. So I, you know, thanks for pointing that out. I need to do a, a review of it with Tabak or Parasso, something like that. So thanks very much again, Jerome. Appreciate it. Um, John Meyer wrote, Morning, Mark. I'm glad you were able to seal. I'm glad you were able to get the nick sealed up. I did the very thing yesterday on my lower lip. I had to go to the styptic pencil to stop the leak also. Uh, newbies will learn how to take care of nicks and not give up on the wet shaving. Take care and be safe. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you nick yourself, uh, get one of these. Uh, they're not that expensive. It's a really valuable tool in your wet shaving gear toolkit, and uh, it will seal it up, and you'll have an understanding of you know, how to tackle it, how to, how to, how to take care of it, uh, it's going to happen uh, as you start honing your technique and learning the traditional wet shave and that sort of thing. So this is really, really a valuable, valuable tool. And it happens to the best of us. Once in a blue moon, it just happens. I, I, I agree, John. And it's nothing. If it does happen, don't, don't let it get you down. Just use a styptic pencil, seal it up, move forward, look forward to the next wet shave. It gets better and better and better, believe me. Uh, Bart Bartlett wrote, styptic pens definitely work better on cuts than the alum block for me. I nicked my nose in the same area with my Rex Ambassador yesterday. I used the styptic immediately to stop the bleeding and finished my shave with no more bloodshed. For some reason, I have to be more focused when using the Rex Ambassador, especially on my upper lip. It must be the positive blade exposure in the Rex Ambassador design. Well, actually, he asks this as a question. It must be the positive blade exposure in the Rex Ambassador design. I really don't know, uh, Bart. Uh, I don't have a Rex Ambassador. I do have, let me even got it right over here. <laughs> like I said, I got a lot of stuff here this morning. I've got the, uh, the console, and I nicked myself with the console, and it was operator error. Uh, but um, I, don't, I, I can't answer the question about Blade Forward. I don't have a Rex Ambassador. So uh, I'm not sure uh, how to address that. Maybe somebody else in the audience uh, amongst, the viewers, amongst the viewers knows uh, how to address that and, and can speak to that a little bit. Please comment below and let us know. But yeah, uh, for some of us, the styptic pencil works really, really well. And others, you know what? All you need is uh, uh, the... Allen block and press it to the face like Bri Bri 57 said, press it to that little nick and it'll seal it up. It depends 
you know, it, I guess it's, your mileage may vary. But I am going to try the uh, Allen block, pressing it to 10 to 15 seconds to the neck and see if that works next time I get a neck. Hopefully it won't be too soon. <laughs> uh, Steve KN Pop, no, Steve K, KN4 Pop wrote, I was at CVS the other day picking up my old man meds and as always, I checked the shaving aisle to see if there was anything new. You know what? I do that too. <laughs> Whenever I'm at a drugstore or a big box store or a grocery store, I always wander over the shaving aisle to see if there's something new or something I've never seen before. Absolutely. I saw the Goodline Roll-On you previously mentioned in another video. That's this product right here. Uh, that night, I was shaving and oops, got a neck. A mild one, but thought I'd try the roll-on. Not impressed at all. Did not stop the bleeding, so I rinsed and applied the alum. The alum did the trick. Gonna buy a styptic pencil now, because if the roll-on won't stop a nick, then it sure won't stop a weeper. But I've never seen a styptic pencil used, and you showed how well they work. Thanks for another informative video. Until the next shave, stay blessed, my friend. Uh, Steve, yeah. Hey, Steve, I'm so sorry that this did not work for you. Now, the one thing I noticed, because it is a rollerball, it's a rollerball. It's got like a little rollerball, almost like, um, you know, antiperspirant deodorant rollerball, roll-ons, rollerball, roll-ons, that kind of thing. Uh, sometimes, I notice that at times, this rollerball will get stuck. So what I do is, like as I'm doing right now, I'm just running it over my finger, I run it over the palm of my hand, that sort of thing to kind of get it moving so the liquid dispenses properly. That's what I do. Maybe that's what happened with yours, or maybe it just simply didn't work. I hope you didn't spend a lot of money on it because when I reviewed it, I mentioned that I got it on sale 50% off. It's like $6.50 regular price, and I got it at uh, three and a quarter. At three and a quarter, it was worth a shot. At six fifty, dollars uh, no way. I would rather uh, stick with a styptic pencil because these are just, what, three, four dollars? maybe even less than that, depending on the size. This is a jumbo styptic pencil. The smaller travel ones are even cheaper than that. You can buy them in two and three packs. Very, very affordable. So uh, yeah, Steve, I'm, I'm sorry this didn't work for you, uh, but please, you know what? Run it across your finger, across your palm and see, make, see to make sure, make sure you know, that that rollerball is actually working and rolling and dispensing the liquid. Uh, that's what I would check on that. Uh, but thanks for pointing that out uh, so that other viewers uh, will, uh, you know, take a closer look at it before they decide on making a purchase. And especially, folks, if it's $6.50, wait until it goes on sale. Absolutely. Uh, so thanks very much for that, Steve. Really do appreciate it. Richard Glenn checked in. Awesome head shave, brother. I love the Overlander for both head and face shaves as well. Nice to see someone using the luxury lather from the knot for the touch-up pass, exactly what I do. Yeah, you know, this Carver, this Carve Overlander is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful razor. Here's the stand right here. This is an absolutely wonderful razor. Thank you again to Fernie Beck. I love this razor. It has such a beautiful, mild quality to it. Very, very efficient. Uh, I love the look of it. It's 21st century technology or I should say 21st century manufacturing technology, 
but it has this great yesteryear look to it. It looks vintage, even though it's made in the year 2022. It looks like it's something out of 1942, which is absolutely wonderful. I love that. And uh, it is so precisely machined, everything fits like hand and glove. So yes, I use this for face and head shaves. It does an absolutely wonderful job because of its mild approach, yet being very, very efficient. Yeah, love this, love this razor a lot. Now, regarding the uh, shave brush and the shave nut, uh, you know what? I kind of stumbled on that. I didn't learn that from anyone. I don't think I created it. And I'm not going to take credit for it because I think a lot of other uh, head shavers out there stumble on it uh, as well. So all I do is when I finish my second pass and I feel that there might be a few areas, maybe three, four areas, whatever it is, uh, some areas where I may have missed, I just grab that lather out of the knot, I lay it on my hand, and then I apply it with my hand and take the razor and just kind of do a little buff touch-up and just, you know, spread the lather and do a buff touch-up, spread the lather, do a buff, buff touch-up, that sort of thing. And it works really, really well. And you know what? It sounds like you stumbled on the same kind of method. And I think, um, I think just from doing head shaves, sooner or later, you just stumble on it and go, hey, this is, this is a really efficient way of doing a touch-up. Rather than using the, using the brush, I'm just going to put it on my hand and just move it around there like that and get the razor. And yeah, it works really, really well. So uh, yeah, uh, it's, a great, it's a great technique for doing the touch-up and the head shave. And thanks for reminding me to mention it, Richard. I really do appreciate it. Viewer Ronnie Yates wrote, I'm in the camp of Del Toro with the alum block. My face is sensitive and has naturally drier skin. The alum block dries my face out, even if I use a soap known for moisturizing, such as Barrister and Man, Omnibus, or CK6. I use it very rarely for spot treatments. Classic, your mileage may vary. Uh, you know what, Ronnie? Uh, as uh, another viewer mentioned, your face, your rules. And if an alum block dries out your skin and really doesn't agree with your shave... Absolutely. I think your approach is absolutely correct, uh, 100%. For me, the Allen Block was a real step up and a real game changer because I was able to get uh, feedback. Uh, if there was a lot of stinging, then I knew that, you know, I was overshaving. And, uh, you know, of course, the Allen Block has antiseptic and astringent qualities. So the antiseptic qualities will help knock down the irritation. That's why I like it so much. But I can understand why it might dry out someone's skin. And absolutely, your mileage may vary. Um, for spot treatment, uh, we're going to talk about this, the Omega Alum Stick. Uh, you know, because it, ha it has a pinpoint uh, surface right here, you could probably get one of these and just use that to pinpoint... Uh, in various areas of your face a little easier than uh, an Allen block that has this greater surface area here. So just kind of mentioning that in passing. So thanks very much for the comment, Ronnie. Really do appreciate it. Al Spencer wrote, if anyone is experiencing sharp edges on their Allen block, a medium grit sandpaper works great to smooth the corners and surface. Awesome 3MB today. 3MB, that's the shorthand of uh, Monday Morning Mailback. I like that. Uh, another viewer used that the other day. I think it was Charles K. I can't remember. Uh, but anyhow, thanks very much for that, Al. A medium grit sandpaper. Yeah, sometimes these will 
uh, get sharp edges or maybe you'll drop it, something like that, and you'll maybe might, might chip it. So a medium grit sandpaper. Thanks very much for that tip, Al. Really do appreciate it. Keith Osmond checked in. Oh, yeah, this here's the, here's the discussion about the Omega alum stick. He writes, re regarding the Omega alum stick, the jagged edges look to be at the bottom of the stick taken out of the base. Mine is like that. It broke loose of the plastic base when I dropped it. That seems to be alum liquefied during use, then running down and recrystallizing once put back in the base for storage. Uh, since that end isn't used on the face, it shouldn't affect anything. I've gotten a year and a half out of my Omega alum so far, uh, using it every shave, every second day, and expect to get up to another six months out of it based on where to date. Now, Jimmy V was saying he thinks this thing grows at night. <laughs> it, just, it just goes and goes and goes for him. For him. And Keith Osmond here is, is reporting the same thing. Now, uh, mine is really set in the base. It does not come out of the base. But I understand the crystallization you're talking about. That's some of that right there uh, that I can see. You know, I wet the tip. And then as I'm using it, that water's running down and recrystallizing here. Uh, on the base like that. I'll hold it right side up so you can see. But again, uh, to run into some others, if uh, an alum block is drying your skin out and you just want to use it for spot treatments, this is a good option because of the tip here. You can really pinpoint uh, those things. Uh, also, I'm going to try this on a nick. I'm going to hold this against the uh, the nick for about 10 to 15 seconds so you can see if that works. I'll try both, the, uh, the alum stick and also the alum block. So yeah, both really, really very, very good options. And again, this is great for travel, you know, just screw that on like that, throw that in your dop kit, and you're good to go. That's why I like the product so much, because uh, of the travel option there. But you know, you can use it at home as well. Andrew Hill checked in. Great Monday morning mailbag as always. Thanks, Andrew. Loved all the content. As far as powder as an aftershave step, I've done that for years. I do use Clubman. I use my grandfather's stag badger brush as a dusting brush for it. It's at least 60 years old and the bristles are soft as silk. Does a great job applying the powder. Leaves your skin smooth with a great matte finish. I advise you to try it. Have a great week. Yeah, somebody was talking about talc last, uh, last Monday morning mailbag and uh, someone else mentioned that they... To apply the talc post-shave, they sprinkle it on their shaving brush and then brush it on like this. And Andrew is confirming this. And the fact that you have your grandfather's stag badger uh, brush, uh, 60 years old, that is marvelous. That is absolutely wonderful. You know, bravo. Uh, good for you. That's absolutely great. Uh, that's really, really wonderful. So, yeah, thanks for confirming uh, dusting on or just applying with a brush. Uh, and uh, the Clubman uh, talc, and we mentioned a few others that are out there as well. I'll try to get those links again uh, in the description below again this week if you're interested in uh, using a talc for post-shave. Uh, viewer Roderick McLeod checked in. Uh, if your face is wet, you really don't need to run the block, the alum block, underwater. In my experience and opinion, holding the block under running water just makes it dissolve faster. Not in the sense that it will work more quickly on your face, in the sense that you'll buy more sooner. 
I think it also contributes to a rougher surface. Uh, the sticks and tubes just harbor water, uh, leading to odd tunneling and rough surfaces in regards to this product here. Nothing improves grip like a bit of alum on your fingertips, right? Seems to me that almost makes the rubber band unnecessary unless you have some physical issue with your hands and fingers. I found that using a dry hand to rub a dry block on a wet face works best for me and makes the block wear evenly and slowly. That makes sense, Roderick. That really does. Ha keeping that water on your face, having the block dry, having your hands dry, and then running the block over the wet, using, utilizing the water that's on there to help apply the alum from the alum block. Yeah. Uh, it, looks to me that it looks to me like that Omega stick is harboring moisture. Is it made so that the stick can, can be easily removed and replaced into the base? I don't think so. I think it's set in there. Uh, if so, I'd recommend only using the base and cover when traveling. Uh, again, I think it's set in there. I don't think it's a removable stick from the base. Uh, and that would be a good solution. But I, again, I think it's set in there permanently. I could be wrong. If anyone out there has a little more experience with the uh, Omega Alum stick, uh, let us know if, it, if, if you can remove <laughs> this guy from the base and just kind of set the base aside and not worry about it un until it's travel time. Uh, so that, that sort of thing. So thanks very much for that, Roderick. Your tip makes a lot of sense. Uh, personally, I like the extra step. Uh, right after shaving, I like to towel off my face and really get a feel uh, for the shave and where and, and just how nice and smooth it is, that sort of thing, then wet the block and uh, apply it. Now, uh, yeah, I think you're right. It will make the alum block dissolve a little faster, but alum blocks are not that expensive. Uh, and this one from uh, Phoenix Shaving is really a very, very good value. Probably one of the best values uh, for alum blocks on the market. Uh, and if they really skyrocket in price, then I'll be using your method for sure. <laughs> but until then, I don't mind it wearing down a little faster. Uh, I love the process and I love doing that extra step. But anyhow, Roderick, a great, great tip. And, uh, you know, thanks for pointing it out. Really do appreciate it. And that's it for this week's refill segment. Thanks to everyone who contributed. Really, really terrific content. Really do appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Okay, let's check out some new shaving gear. Viewer Jamie Horn wrote, Mark, I just broke down and bought a Pantaray Sicilian Manchurian Badger brush from Sicily. I've always wanted one and Pantaray sell on Etsy. They are works of art. I got the Starry Night by Van Gogh, who is my favorite. The Italians have done it again. It has a 28 millimeter knot. Too much money, but I could not refuse this time. Stunning and beautiful Italian art as well. I decided to order a bottle of this as well. Pantaray Vincent Aftershave, since my brush order is coming all the way from Sicily. Pantaray promises to be amazing quality, my friend. I will let you know. Hey, thanks very much for that, uh, Jamie. Thanks for... Uh, showing us the Pantaray shaving brush that you ordered all the way from Sicily. You know, a lot of viewers from around the world, especially across the pond, 
uh, are saying, you know, we wish you would feature uh, some, some more uh, European items, shave soaps, razors, uh, brushes, that sort of thing. And uh, Jamie, you've given me a perfect opportunity, or you've given all of us a perfect opportunity to showcase these beautiful, beautiful brushes from Sicily. Absolutely beautiful. Now, I hope I pronounced that correctly, Pantoray. I hope I pronounced that correctly. But it looks like a stunning, beautiful brush. And uh, the aftershave shows a great deal of promise as well. So please let us know how both of those work out for you. And uh, it's absolutely great that you shared this because I'm sure there are viewers out there who are considering buying a new shaving brush, buying some new aftershave, maybe looking at something from Europe. This fits in perfectly with that. So there you go, folks. Uh, Pantoray Sicilian Manchurian Badger Brush from Sicily and Vincent Aftershave as well. Jamie, thank you so very, very much for sharing that with us. Viewer Jamie Horn also tipped us off on the new Parker Razor that's available. It was a new release for 2022, as I recall. The Parker 78R. Now, we mentioned this in a previous Monday morning mailbag, and I went up to Amazon to take a look at it. Uh, it was less than $27. It's now less than $26 last time I looked. But when I looked at it, it was less than $27. And it also came with a discount, about 15% off, as I recall. I also had some Amazon points. You know what? I couldn't resist. Uh, it looked really, really neat. It looked unlike any Parker razor that I've reviewed, and I decided to, uh, you know, to, to purchase it and take a chance on it uh, with the discount, my points, uh, that sort of thing. It was about $16 and some change. Uh, and it really is a beautiful looking razor. It's a solid brass handle that has that is electroplated uh, graphite, gunmetal. Uh, it comes in three different finishes. Uh, the graphite gunmetal, um, I think it's called high polish chrome or high luster chrome and uh, satin chrome. Uh, and all three of the finishes look terrific. I went with the graphite so it would stand out in my drawer amongst all the other razors. Uh, it has a very slim profile razor head and the end tabs of the razor blade are completely enclosed in the razor head. Really, really nice. Now, when you compare it to say the 56R that I have, you can see the difference in the razor heads and also in the diameter of the handles too. I mean, it really is very different from any of the other Parker razors that I've used. Uh, and this 56R is a wonderful, wonderful razor. It is mild and efficient. Uh, I would say probably, you know, a little bit more efficient than say an Edwin Jagger. This is how I categorize it. This one, the 78R, is mild and efficient, but it's a little smoother. This 56R has a little more blade feel, a little more blade feel, not much, but a little more blade feel. This one is really smooth. I would say this one is like an R, like a Mula R89, and this one is in the Edwin Jagger uh, category, so to speak. Uh, maybe a little more efficient than Edwin Jagger, but that's how I, I differentiate them. But this is really a wonderful, wonderful razor. Uh, I've done a review and uh, had a chance to shave with it, and it really is terrific. The knurling on the handle is really something. I mean, it is just very, very grippy, even with soapy hands. I mean, look at that. And again, it is a slender, slender handle, but it has some nice weight and heft, has some very good balance. I like this. I really, really like this razor a lot. I also did a comparison shave of the two side by side. I haven't haven't done video on that yet. I just want to take it for a test drive. And yeah, this was 
uh, a bit smoother. This had a little bit more blade feel, not much, but both, both very, very good. I guess it's all in what you want. Uh, if you want a thicker handle, 56R. If you want a more slender handle, the 78R. If you want a more slender razor head, the 78R. If you want something that's more traditional, uh, an Edward and Jagger style razor head, then you want to go with the 56R. Yeah, absolutely terrific, terrific. Uh, they're both terrific razors. I really am impre impressed by the Parker uh, razor product. Uh, I like them a lot. I have a few of them. Uh, I also have the, uh, the semi-slant from Parker. Similar handle to the 56R. Yeah, this is terrific as well. I'm interested in comparing this with this and see you know, how they compare in smoothness. So there's a, those are a couple of videos I hope to get uh, done down the road sometime. But there it is, the Parker 78R. I'll have a link below. Thanks to Jamie Horn for pointing it out again. Uh, we talked about it in a previous Monday morning mailbag, but we're talking about it again because I acquired one. I've shaved with it a few times already. Really, really like it. Uh, and if you prefer thinner handled razors, you've got to check this one out. It really is very, very nice. Again, three finishes. So, um, you know, this gunmetal looks really, really well. And I tell you, I've often said that uh, when you travel, take a razor you can afford to lose, et cetera, et cetera. If you're going to take a nice razor, you know, keep an eye on it, that sort of thing. Boy, if I were to travel, this is one I would consider taking. It really does deliver a nice shave, and I sure hope I wouldn't lose it <laughs> when wherever I'm traveling. But boy, it looks like it would travel well, and it just really gives a nice, nice shave. So, And as they say on their product page, for men and women. So if you're a lady shaver, check this out too. Uh, like it a lot, really like it a lot. The Parker 78R, my thanks to viewer Jamie Horn for pointing it out again. Thanks very much, Jamie. Viewer Bill Murphy, as well as viewer Rodney Ripplinger, both informed me that Rockwell Razors are going to be increasing their prices very soon. Uh, well, Bill Murphy wrote, Hey, Mark, uh, here's a heads up from Rockwell. I have all the razors I need from them, but I may order some other items from them. Have a great day. Thanks, Bill Murphy. And Rodney Ripplinger also forwarded the email that Rockwell has been sending out. I've already seen it posted on Facebook. In case you missed it, uh, here's what it reads in part. In January this year, we announced a price increase for the Rockwell 6S and Rockwell T2, our first price increase for any products in the past five years. Since January, we have been trying to maintain the prices for the more affordable products in our assortment. However, prices of raw materials and freight costs continue to rise, and we are unable to absorb these prices anymore. This means that to accommodate these rising costs, starting 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on September 1st, we are increasing the price of our products. And of course, they have a little chart here of uh, where the prices are going. The Rockwell 2C is going from 30 bucks to 40 bucks. The Rockwell 6C is going from 50 bucks to 60 bucks. Uh, 100 blades, razor stands, uh, shave stands, soft goods. Uh, those prices are increasing. They also have a link uh, where you can look at all the product costs and what they're what they are going to be. So I will also include that link below so you can see that. So uh, my thanks to uh, Bill Murphy and also Rodney Ripplinger for sending this along. Uh, it's a heads up. Today's the 29th. 
September 1st, the price goes up. If you've been considering buying a 2C, a 6C, or some other, something else from Rockwell, now's the time to make the purchase before those prices go up. So thanks very much for this uh, heads up, gentlemen. Really, really do appreciate it. Okay, we've got a new shave soap. You've probably seen this on some social media outlets. Here it is from Hoffman Shave and Soap Company, The Great Reset. Boy, oh boy, is this a beautiful, beautiful masculine scent. Absolutely love this. Now, I've already reviewed a couple of uh, shave soaps from Hoffman's, Burn the Ships and Merlin, and they lather beautifully. This is, in, this is being made in collaboration with Hendrix Classics, like the other two shave soaps. And again, a beautiful soap base, creates a wonderful, wonderful lather. And this scent is absolutely wonderful. This is a wonderful masculine scent. Now, I saw one reviewer refer to it as barbershoppy, like a barbershop-like scent. I'm not so sure about that, but boy, it's a great masculine scent. Very gentlemanly in a rugged way. <laughs> really, really terrific. Uh, here are the scent notes. The top notes are almond and orange blossom. Uh, middle, middle notes are tobacco and rose oil. Base notes are tonka bean, bourbon vanilla, amberwood, and amorous. Yeah, this is really terrific. And you know, just I'm getting the a little bit of the rose oil scent and definitely the bourbon vanilla. Boy, this is really, really a wonderful, wonderful scent. And I'm looking forward to uh, doing a review and using this. Uh, yeah, five ounces, $27. It's shipping now. And it also has a companion aftershave splash. Again, Fantastic, fantastic scent. Yeah, really, really wonderful, wonderful stuff. So there it is from Hoffman's Shave and Soap Company, The Great Reset. I'll have a link where you can uh, check it out. And it really is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful scent. And of course, based on the two previous soaps that uh, I've reviewed, the performance is just going to be spectacular. So my sincere thanks to Robert Chipola for sending this along, allowing me to review it and share it with viewers. And I hope to get that done real, real soon. I'm really looking forward to shaving with this. Thanks again, Robert. Uh, the Great Reset from Hoffman's Shave and Soap Company. Viewer Jim from Northfield checked in and he wrote, Hey Mark, I thought this was very interesting. I purchased this little rack at the Dollar Tree and discovered that it can hold 35 razors. Plus you can store some soap or blades, etc. underneath it. I thought this would be great to share with your new gear segment. Have a great week, Jim. Jim, thanks for the pictures. This looks like a great solution. We already talked about uh, organizing our shaving dens and get everything squared away, as uh, Preston Hagee uh, mentioned. Uh, this looks like it'd be a really nice addition. Uh, if you have a lot of razors, check this one out at the Dollar Tree. And if it's at the Dollar Tree, it probably does not cost a lot of money. Uh, so thanks very much for that, Jim. Thanks for sending along the pictures. I'm really intrigued by it. The next time I go into the Dollar Tree, I'm going to see if this is available. Uh, it looks like a great solution, a great low-cost solution uh, for uh, organizing and displaying your razors. Jim, thanks very much again. Really do appreciate it. All right, we talked about a gentleman named Adam Smith in a previous Monday morning mailbag. Let me read his message again uh, to you. He writes, hi, Mark. My name is Adam Smith. 
I've started a business servicing razors and brushes, as well as antiquing for shave gear and selling my findings. I clean ultrasonic and polish razors. I also repaint numbers in the adjustables and repaint the blue and red tip super speeds. I can clean and polish brushes as well as swap knots and repaint old logos like EverReady, for example. I am currently doing all business through my personal PayPal, so shoot me a message on the page if you see something you like, are looking for a specific piece of shave gear, or need service work. I have learned everything I know from Matt at Razor Emporium. Quality is my priority. Happy shaves, Adam Smith. Uh, and you know, uh, he, it's really a unique service. So if you're looking for a vintage razor or something that maybe you can't find, well, you know what? Engage the services of Adam Smith. He might be able to find that vintage slim or vintage fat boy for you, that sort of thing. Well, he contacted me and said, hey, Mark, I was antiquing. I came across a fat boy. Are you interested? I repainted the numbers. I added the black ring. I polished it up. It's in pretty good shape. And uh, he took some pictures of it and sent it to me. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very interested in it. He said, there is some brassing uh, in the inner carriage of the razor head. And uh, I thought, well, you know, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll, it's always great to have another fat boy. And here it is right here. And I think he did a spectacular job on it. I mean, he really did paint in those numbers well. Now, I gave it a quick rinsing when, I, when, it, when it came here, uh, and uh, it just looks wonderful. Again, he painted in the numbers and this black ring right here, and uh, it works really well. I mean, that quarter twist works wonderfully. <laughs> I mean, it's really wonderful. It's a fat boy. Now, Inside, he said there was some brassing. Yeah, I guess there was some soap that was left in there. But can you see if that is, I don't think it's that bad, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it's in really good shape. And uh, you know what? I purchased it from him. And, you know, I'm showing it to you because this is a great service. He can, he can clean, as he says, he can clean ultrasonic and polish the razors, repaint the numbers for you. You know, he can service your razor. And if you're looking for something and you can't find it in your neck of the woods, uh, give him a call. He might be able to locate that vintage Gillette Super Speed Tech Slim Fat Boy that you're looking for. So, yeah, I was really, really pleased with the purchase. He was, I think he was a little hesitant about the brassing on the inside saying, well, you know, there's some brassing there and everything. I'm looking at it, and I'm telling you, I don't think it's that bad. I really don't. I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful find. And my sincere thanks to him uh, for uh, alerting me to this. Yeah, it looks like it works, and it looks like, look, it adjusts. Let me loosen up the doors there. It adjusts just fine like that. There I am at level four, and that quarter turn works. Open, <laughs> Loosen the doors again. And let's go all the way up to eight. Look at that. Isn't that nice? I mean, everything looks like it's squared away. Yeah, it looks it looks like it's in pretty darn good shape. So again, if you're looking for something uh, in the vintage area, he does an awful lot of antiquing, uh, and uh, you know he'll help you find that razor that you might be looking for that has eluded you for some time. So uh, my thanks to Adam Smith again. 
for this razor, uh, it was, I think it was a very, very good purchase. I'm very, very happy with the purchase. And I think I will engage his services again down the road. So thank you very, very much, Adam. I really appreciate it. And folks, again, uh, if you're looking for someone to service your razor or help you find that vintage razor that you just can't seem to locate, give Adam Smith a, uh, a call. Uh, I will have a link to his Facebook page where you'll be able to contact him. Thanks again, Adam. Really do appreciate it. Well, if you were Rodney Ripplinger was doing a little bit of investigative work, and guess what he located here in the United States for purchase? Flanyo. Yes, this is Flanyo Aftershave. It's a product that comes out of Chile. Uh, and uh, this was sent, very, very kindly sent by uh, viewer Miguel Montesino. And I haven't been able to find it or link to it at all uh, because it's something that's available in Chile. Well, Rodney Ripplinger, through <laughs> the use of Linux and supercomputers or whatever else he does, uh, he was able to find a link to this. So I will link it below. And this is absolutely a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful scent. Yeah, this is, uh, according to what uh, viewer Miguel Montesino was saying, this is the aftershave in Chile. This is, this is their aftershave. Uh, this is, uh, you're, you, when you use this, you've become a man, as I recall him saying. Uh, and uh, just so, so delighted to offer the link so that you can uh, uh, check it out and purchase it. It's available at chiliproducts.com slash products slash flanio. And I will have the link below uh, in case you're interested. So my thanks to Rodney Ripplinger for uh, finding this link. Uh, a great, great product from Chile out of South America. And again, uh, you know, something that viewers have, have talked about. Hey, can you showcase some uh, products outside of the United States? Well, here's another one with a link where you can get it. So thanks very much to Rodney. Not only did he find a link to Flanyo, he also found a link to Palmandaya Shave Cream. Now, this was a shave cream that was introduced to us by viewer Victor Pessoa out of Brazil. This is a Brazilian shave cream, and Rodney was able to locate it uh, on Amazon, uh, no less. And uh, my thanks again to Rodney for locating that link, and I will have that link below if you wish to try Palmandaya Shave Cream from Brazil. My thanks to Victor Pessoa for introducing us to it. My thanks to uh, Miguel Montesino for introducing us to Flanyo. And my thanks to Rodney Ripplinger for finding online resources where we can purchase it. So thanks again, gentlemen. Really, really do appreciate it. Okay, speaking of products that are out there on the world market, we've got something from the European market, courtesy of viewer Mark Bagwell. Yeah, this is wonderful. It is from Europe. Here it is right here. Brute, the European version. Wow, this is marvelous. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, one of the big differences that you notice right away is the container. This is a glass bottle. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can hear that. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. I love the shape of it, uh, how it fits in the hand. It really dispenses quite easily because there's no restrictor in there. I'll show you. There's no restrictor in there, so <laughs> be careful when you first use this if you do decide to get this. Uh, Mark provided a link to this. It is available on Amazon as well as an EDT. Wow, that is fantastic. And again, the European version is wonderful. Now, we're used to the classic brute uh, here in America, and uh, this is not bad, but this is so much more refined, so much more gentlemanly, so much more layered. Just looking at the ingredients list and comparing the two, the one from America and the one from Europe, the European version just has so many more ingredients that add so many different layers to the scent. Uh, again, uh, as I say, much more gentlemanly, much more refined. Uh, it's, um, it's, it doesn't hit you over the head as much. And, it, and, and I've used this and it seems to be longer lasting. At least that's my initial impression of it. Uh, after I received this, Mark wanted to know uh, what my initial thoughts were. I had not used it after a shave uh, at this point, but I wrote, uh, okay, I cracked it open. It definitely is more refined, more gentlemanly. It has a sophisticated edge. The classic in the, the classic in the plastic bottle is pretty heavy-handed. It has one speed. The brute you sent, the European version, has some nice layering layering to it, so to speak. I can hardly wait to try it after a shave. Then it will really sing. And yes, it really does. It really does. But I'm already sold on it. Again, I love the bottle. Also, the scent of this European Brute appears to be able to go with just about any shave soap, whereas I think the Classic is not so versatile. Uh, and I got to tell you, I have used it with uh, some leather-scented uh, shave soaps, and it's fine as an aftershave. Uh, before I before cameras rolled for this morning's this morning this this morning's Monday morning mailbag. I use this as an aftershave, and I use the uh, Le Pierre Lucien uh, Italian Barbershop. So boy, did these two pair up wonderfully well. European shave soap from France and a European version of Brut. Boy, did these pair up wonderfully well. Love these scents just seem to complement one another. This is another shave I'm going to do, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I am absolutely sold on the European version of Brute. I'll have links below for this as well as the EDT. Both come in glass bottles. That's another big selling point uh, with, uh, with Mark Bagwell. He likes the fact that a lot of these European products, that's wonderful, a lot of these European products come in, um, uh, are contained in glass bottles. And I agree, there is, a, it's just a definitely a, step up in presentation and a step up in scent. Uh, this is okay, but boy, this is great. This is great uh, as a daily aftershave and also for an evening out. Boy, this really is wonderful if you're going out to dinner with friends or taking in a movie or a show. You know, absolutely wonderful, wonderful, uh, beautiful, beautiful scent. So thanks again to Mark Bagwell for sending this along. Again, folks, I'll have links below Wow, European version of Brute is absolutely wonderful. Thanks again to Mark Bagwell. Viewer Bart Bartlett checked in, and he sent the following email. Another informative review. If only I needed another safety razor. 
Uh, one of your previous reviews prompted me to look for something like that leather case you showed. Yeah, this leather case right here is what he's referring to. Now, this came uh, very generously from uh, viewer Alex Lopez. He sent the number four base plate for the Blackland Era Razor. I have been using the number three plate, and it's a very mild plate for the Blackland Era Razor. It requires uh, three passes and some touching up uh, for when I shave with the number three plate. Um, it's a, a nice, enjoyable, finesse kind of shave, uh, but the number four plate is really, really very, very efficient, much more efficient than the number three plate. Anyhow, Alex Lopez very kindly sent the number four plate, and he had it in this leather case here. This is a DLC, I don't know if you can see that, DLC Yaki leather case. And uh, Bart was looking for something similar to this. And uh, he said... Um, one of your previous reviews prompted me to look for something like the leather case you showed. I did find a small leather coin case for $6 on Amazon for when traveling with my Rockwell 6S plates. Here's a link to the coin purse. Now, I'll link it below, and that's a wonderful, wonderful option for $6. Uh, you can take all your, your 6S plates, put them in there, take your handle, your 6S handle, and your base plate with the razor head that you want, that you have on there and, you know, put them in your dop kit and travel with them. That way you have all your base plates for your Rockwell 6S with you when you travel. Really neat. Also something you can use for your Blackland Aero Razor. If you have more than one base plate for the Blackland Aero Razor, and there are 10 <laughs> that are available. So if you have several of them, you can pack those in this, uh, this coin purse. Uh, $6 are really nice, affordable option. Now, regarding this case, I'll have to contact Alex Lopez and ask exactly where he got it. I did go up to AliExpress. They had something similar to this uh, that housed a Yaki Travel Razor. And I'm not sure if this is the same case, but I'll link to that if you want to investigate that as well. It looks very, very similar that case might be a little larger, I don't know, but it comes with a travel razor and it's about 20 bucks. So if you're looking for a travel razor and a little leather pouch, well, that might fit the bill for you. I'm not sure if this is the same exact pouch, but uh, I like it a lot. And if I travel with the Blackland Air Razor or my success, this is what I'm going to use for those base plates. So again, my thanks to Alex Lopez for sending this along and also the number four plate. And thanks to Bart Bartlett for sending along the link to the coin purse, which can be used to house uh, base plates for your Rockwell 6S or other a similar safety razor. Thanks very much for that, Bart. Really, really do appreciate it. Well, that's it for this week's new wet shaving gear. Thanks to everyone who contributed some really, really wonderful wet shaving gear showcase this week. We'll do it again next week. Okay, time to check out some questions and comments. Viewer Robert Ross wrote the following, Don't forget, while bowl lathering, to reverse direction with the brush to even out the wear. You know what? I've never even thought about that. Thanks very much for that, Robert. I've never even thought about doing that. When I do a bowl lather, I'm always going in one direction, always in one direction. 
Uh, however, this morning shave, I did, because of this comment, I did you know go clockwise and then counterclockwise. But I don't think I've ever prior to this. I don't think I've ever switched direction when I'm bowl lathering or face lathering. When I'm face lathering. Uh, I'll have to look at my videos unless I'm doing it inadvertently, but I don't think so. I think I'm, I think I'm rotating the brush, swirling the brush, in one direction, which is clockwise, and then you know painting it on, smoothing it out, and uh, that sort of thing. But I don't think I've ever reversed direction when I bowl lather or face lather. How about you? Are you doing this? Are you reversing directions? I've never heard of it. It seems like it's something that we should do so that the brush wears evenly. I've never heard this before. So Robert, thanks very much for passing that along. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I think I'm going to put it into practice just like I have with the shave I did right before cameras rolled. I found myself, uh, you know, going, <laughs> lathering this way and then lathering this way. I really did. So, uh, yeah, uh, now I guess I guess your comment has made me more conscious of doing that. But uh, prior to your comment, I don't think I ever even considered it. I just ladder in one direction and that's it. So what say you? Do you reverse direction? Do you think that helps uh, wear the brush e more evenly? Uh, let us know in the comments below. I'm really, really curious to hear what you have to say about that. Robert, thanks very much for the comment. Really, really do appreciate it. Your Pete Cadenz left this comment in the review I did uh, of a head shave with the Carve Overlander razor. He said, great video, Mark. Enjoyable to watch, but also educational for people like me who are trying to transition from cartridge to safety razors for head shaving. Hey, uh, Pete, uh, I'm very glad that you found the video very, very helpful. Uh, a couple of other things I can add in helping make that transition going from a cartridge razor to a safety razor. There is an intermediate step you can take, and this comes from a, a viewer named Abane Samant who suggested this, and I think it's a very, very good intermediate step. He suggests a single blade cartridge razor like the Gillette Guard. Now he sent me this, and this is very, very good. It's a single blade, it does have a pivoting head, and it will allow uh, someone who hasn't really shaved with the safety razor to become accustomed to a single blade shaving experience for not a lot of money. So this really makes a lot of sense and this does deliver a nice shave. I've done it, for, I've used this for both head shaves and face shaves and uh, it's very affordable and the, the replacement cartridges come packed like this in these little, these little uh, plastic sleeves. Uh, so it's a very affordable option. It is very lightweight and I prefer a little more heft to the handle, but it will help make the transition to a safety razor if you're a little bit apprehensive about using a safety razor. But because it's a single blade cartridge, it'll allow you to become a little more acclimated to a single edge shaving experience. Uh, another one that is very, very good is the Uno razor. Now this is a fixed head, but a single blade and uh, aluminum handle. So it has a little more weight than the Gillette Guard. But another one that I like, which will, which could be a good razor to transition to a safety razor. Uh, again, terrific, uh, terrific, terrific design on this. This delivers a really, really nice shave. And again, another good uh, in-between step 
going from a cartridge multi-blade razor to a safety razor, which is, sing which is single edge, a single edge cartridge razor. And again, very easy to install the razor heads on these, very affordable. I think you get like a dozen shaving uh, shave razor heads and a handle for like 30 bucks, something like that. Really, really terrific. Uh, another one is the Penny Shaver from AP Shave Company. Now, this is a single blade cartridge razor again, and it comes with a pivoting head. And uh, another great option, they're marketing this as a travel razor for wet shavers who uh, are now able to pack their safety razor in a dop kit in their carry-on. You can take this. These cartridge razors, single blade cartridge razors, are TSA approved. They'll meet TSA guidelines for carry-on. So yeah, this is a very good option. And the, the handle has a little more heft. So these three will uh, very easily help you make the transition over to a safety razor. Now, um, in my experience, uh, I like using a mild safety razor with a sharp blade for my head shaves. Uh, that seems to work very, very well, well for me. I know there are some wet shavers out there who do head shaves and they use the most aggressive setting, <laughs> the most aggressive razor, the most aggressive setting on the adjustable razor, and they get these wonderful, wonderful results. Jimmy out of New York, hi Jimmy. He does a head shave with the Rockwell 6S and the number six plate. I don't know how you do it, but he does it and he gets great results. I can't do that. I have to stay on the mild side, but I still get a good result. Uh, the other difference between, say, using a cartridge razor and a safety razor for me is, whereas a cartridge razor, uh, if I have to do a head shave with a cartridge razor, I like to use a, a razor that has three or fewer blades, three, or th three, two, one, three blades, two blades, one blade. That's what I like to use. I don't like to really use the... Um, uh, five, six, seven multi-blade cartridge razors. I've used them. If I have to in a pinch, that's fine, but I prefer to use something three blades or less. This is the Gillette Skin Guard, which is two blades. This is also be a good transition uh, also to kind of move to a safety razor because it's got two blades, but I really prefer, you know, single blade as that intermediate step to get to a safety razor. But a mild, mild safety razor, I think is definitely key. And there are some really good ones out there. Certainly the Carve, the Carve Overlander uh, is absolutely wonderful and mild. Another one that I really, really like to use that is quickly becoming my go-to, uh, no kidding, is the Supply SE uh, Single Edge Injector Razor. Boy, is this great. It has this thin guard here. They call this Nick Stop technology right there. And boy, does this work. This really does reduce nicks and cuts. Uh, Wonderful heft, absolutely wonderful heft. I have the grip sleeve here, so if you do get it, I recommend the grip sleeve. It does improve the grip. Uh, very maneuverable. They say, built like a tank, drives like a Tesla. I absolutely agree. I love this for head shapes. I really do. Uh, blade feel is very, very good, but it delivers a mild, smooth shave. And the other thing that's really nice about this is that the blade... Uh, is really solid and secure in the razor head. Once you inject that blade in there, uh, it's not moving. There's no blade chatter or anything like that. Uh, the same can be said of the Carve Overlander. Boy, once you clamp, clamp down the base plate and the cap, 
uh, tighten up the handle. Boy, it stays put. It's really, really wonderful. So I like that aspect about some of these razors that I've used, but I keep things on the mild side. So I think that's something to consider if you're moving from a cartridge razor to a safety razor and you don't want to make that jump, consider these single edge uh, cartridge razor alternatives to kind of get you towards a safety razor. Kind of get the feel of a single blade. That's what's key. Uh, and then you can go ahead and make a decision as to what safety razor you want to try. My advice is keep it on the mild side. If you happen to come across a vintage razor, like uh, the Fat Boy that I showed or Gillette Slim, yeah, these are also great for head shaves provided you start on the mild side. Start at level one, two, or three, and keep it right there. Uh, and then if you feel that you need to move the aggression up a little bit, say four, five, or six, I really don't go that high, to be perfectly honest with you, for a head shave when I use an adjustable. Uh, if you need that, though, then it's available to you. But start mild. Start mild uh, when you uh, start shaving your head with a safety razor. Uh, that's my advice. That's worked for me. Uh, the other thing I need to mention is uh, I say uh, with every shaving video, 30 degrees, a light touch, let the razor do all the work, gentlemen. I say that for a reason because it really is true. If you're using a double-edge safety razor, it's about 30, degree, 30 degrees, use a light touch. The thing that comes into play with... Uh, Folks who have used the cartridge razor is because of the design of the razor, the cartridge head. Uh, it's meant to, you're, it's meant to be pressed against the skin with some pressure and then pulled uh, in order to engage the blades in the razor head. Uh, so there is that muscle memory there uh, that tends to want to press in on the skin. Uh, so when you move to a safety razor, try not to press. Use a light touch. That is absolutely key. Let the blade and the weight of the razor do the work. A light touch. It's like, it's like golf. Uh, you know what? You don't want to just hack at the ball. You want to have this nice, smooth swing and let that club head do all the work of uh, sending that ball off in the right direction uh, to the green. Uh, it's the same thing with a safety razor. I'll let the weight of the razor and that blade do all the work, use a light touch. I hope that helps. Uh, that's been my experience. Uh, I'll, I'll put it out to the viewers if they have any other, uh, any other additional hints in doing a head shave with the safety razor. Really, really welcome all the comments because I know there are a lot of experienced uh, folks out there who um, I've been doing a head shave for years and years and years, and I appreciate your comments and contributions to this topic. Thanks very much for the comment, Pete. I hope it uh, generates a lot of good discussion in you and others who are new to the traditional wet shave and doing a head shave with the safety razor can glean some additional information, tips, and tricks. Thanks again. Viewer R.A. wrote, Tabak is awesome. I use their deodorant, had many soaps, aftershaves, hand soap. This is just an amazing product. I'm so lucky to have learned how to shave with DE razors using Tabak. With a big bore brush, you need a few taps on the soap and you can already make lather. 
The best thing about it to me is how good the protection is. It makes a thick protective layer and lasts very, very long. You don't need much to get enough lather for two or three passes. I do just two passes and I have enough. Uh, you know what, uh, RA, thanks very much for the comment. It's a great reminder about how great Tabak is. I'm just wondering if you're talking about the original tallow-based formula or the new vegan formula. Uh, if uh, you're using the tallow-based formula, boy, I agree with you 100%. This was an absolute game changer for me. The tallow-based formula is marvelous. I love the scent. I love the lather. I absolutely agree. However, they're phasing out the tallow-based uh, soap formula, and they're going with a vegan formula. Now, a few viewers have tried the vegan formula, and, um, you know, it's okay. Uh, I, you know, time will tell if it becomes a favorite like the original formula. I'm really curious to try the vegan formula. Uh, the thing is, whenever I order uh, more pucks, I'm getting the tallow-based formula. And I think, as I recall, on the Amazon product page, they indicate that, hey, you're going to get the tallow-based formula. So uh, if you want Tabak and you want the tallow-based formula, uh, you know what? Uh, get it now because I think, just assuming here, once it runs out, that's it. Uh, they will go to the uh, vegan formula. I think I read someplace. Another viewer sent in some comments from a Tabak representative saying, hey, once the tallow-based formula is gone, it's gone. So uh, I'm really curious about the vegan formula. I'd like to try it, but boy, I am in love <laughs> with the tallow-based formula. It is marvelous. RA, I agree with you 100%. I'm very happy and feel very lucky that I used Tabak with the DE razor. It, it was a game changer for me. Absolutely. A beautiful, thick, slick, protective lather. No doubt about it. And uh, really, uh, when I got Tabak and I got a good synthetic brush, uh, it was just boom, lather. It was amazing how it just upped my traditional wet shave. Absolutely love it. Wonderful, wonderful product. We'll see how the vegan formula stacks up. Or maybe you're talking about the vegan formula. If you're talking about the vegan formula, let me know. Because if that's the performance you got from the vegan formula, hey, I'm looking forward to trying it. But uh, yeah, Tabak, definitely, definitely uh, a favorite in the wet shaving community. RA, thanks very much for the comments and confirming how great Tabak is. Yeah, I love it. It's great. I got to do some more reviews with it. Uh, it really is just a wonderful, wonderful soap. Yes, an amazing product. I agree. Thanks again, RA. Really do appreciate it. Viewer CG Retired commented, Another informative video. Well, he's referring to a previous Monday morning mailbag. Thanks very much. Thank you very, very much, Mark. Also, I finally subscribed. Hey, thanks very much for subscribing. I really do appreciate that. I watched an older video of yours, testing your replated Gillette Slim Adjustable, and you're right, lather everywhere, in your ears, in both nostrils, all over the place. I just love it because I am actually worse, far worse. My lathering technique is so bad that I simply jump back in the shower to get the lather off. 
Before you mention it, nope, I don't shave in the shower. I tried it years ago and it does not work for me. Well, yeah, obviously you're just <laughs> rinsing off all the lather because of the over lather that you do like me. Uh, thanks again for everything you do. I really wish more people had your wonderful attitude and demeanor. Oh, thanks very much for that. I really do appreciate it, CG. That's very nice to you to say. Mark Bagwell also chimed in about lathering because the whole point of this is that I really tend to over lather and CG does the same. Mark Bagwell uh, commented, okay, lather on the earlobes. Heck yeah, we're men. Men are supposed to be messy. Real men live for the mess. <laughs> I have to agree with you. I do love the lathering process when I face lather or when I bowl lather. Yeah, I real I'm I'm loose and I go right to town with it. And I, I just love it. I guess I just want to make sure I get maximum coverage for the shave. But I love the process. Uh, not only do I over lather, I tend to uh, probably lather a little too long in some of my videos. I just love the process. I love doing a face lather. I love doing a bowl lather. And I just love, you know, getting it on the face and getting the face ready for that shave. Absolutely love it. It's nice to know that the other viewers like CG and Mark Bagwell uh, really lather a lot like I do. Over lather, I call it. Lather on the ears, <laughs> inside the ears, on the lobes. Yeah, I tend to do it. I know there are wet shavers out there who are very, very precise in their lathering. They get these nice, clean lines. Nothing touches their ears. I admire you. I really do. There's an absolute deft art to doing that. Maybe someday I will master that. But for the time being, uh, you know, I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of like a Labrador in a water bowl, <laughs> all over. You know, lathering. It's kind of way, kind of way I am with lathering. You know, I remember my dogs just, you know, after running around, they get in the water bowl and they're lapping it up. It's going all over the floor. And uh, yeah, I guess that's the way I am with lathering. So I enjoy it. I enjoy the process. I tend to over lather. And maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. But yeah, I love that process. I love lathering. CG and uh, Mark, thanks for uh, kind of being in agreement with me that uh, it's the way to go. Uh, what say you? Uh, you, know, you like to over lather? You like to be really, really loose with your lathering? Or are you more precise? And uh, is, it, is it more precise, more tight, more deft? Uh, uh, that kind of lathering. I really would be uh, interested in knowing. Please comment below. Let us know. Uh, CG and Mark, thanks very much for the comments. Really do appreciate it. Viewer Victor Pessoa wrote, Hello there, Mark. Just one question about doing lather. I want to try doing a face lather, but I made a research that the natural brushes are better to do facial lather than synthetic. When you do the facial lather, you're always using a natural brush, or do you have a tip for me? Thanks for your attention. Uh, Victor is checking in from Brazil. Thanks very much for that, Victor. I appreciate it. No, actually, I think you're incorrect in that, uh, Victor. I use a synthetic brush uh, almost across the board anymore when it comes to face lathering, bowl lathering. I use synthetic brushes. Synthetic brushes are amazing. They come in at really nice price points, but the performance of these just keeps getting better and better and better. The technology has improved so much. The synthetic brush that you buy today 
is better than the synthetic brush you bought last year. And that brush that you bought last year, that was better than the brush you may have purchased the year previous. It just gets better and better and better. Now, that's not to say that natural hair brushes aren't any good. They are very, very good. Uh, the Omega, is this the Omega? Yeah, this is the Omega bore brush. This is the professional bore brush. This is really good for uh, face lathering. It is a uh, bore brush, so it really, once it's broken in, it really is nice and soft and does a great job in generating lather. Uh, the only thing that I found with bore brushes is that the lather that I generate with it for a face lather, uh, after loading the brush and then doing a face lather, I only have enough lather in the knot for two lathering passes. Uh, something about a synthetic brush, it just generates more lather for me. I can, I can have enough lather in there for three, four uh, lathering passes. Absolutely amazing, which is why I like them so much. Uh, but the bore brush is very, very good. Uh, I just can't seem to get past two lathering passes without having to reload it. No rule says you don't have to. I mean, if you have to go back into the soap and reload it in order to get that third lathering pass, that's, there's nothing wrong with it. And the bore brush really does a nice job. I like it a lot. Um, but I'm using uh, synthetic brushes more and more and more, almost exclusively, to be perfectly honest with you. Now, one other brush that I use is this silver tip badger brush that viewer Simon Hazanov very generously sent. This is really a wonderful, wonderful brush. This silver tip badger brush is amazing. It is unlike any brush I've ever used, including some synthetics out there. Um, but doing a face lather with this is different. Some viewers instructed me that when you do a face lather with this kind of brush, you're not going to go in a circular motion. You're going to go back, back and forth like this, back and forth like this in order to build a lather. And that works very well. Why do you do that? Because uh, going in a circular motion here tends to uh, cause you to press the knot into the skin and silver tip badger brushes tend to eat that lather and the lather falls down to the base where it doesn't flow out as, as freely. But when you do it this way, uh, the lather seems to stay on the top of the knot and it gives you more flow. That's my understanding. That's the way I interpret it. But yeah, uh, the silver tip badger brush, very, very good for face lathering provided you use the proper technique. The bore brush, natural hair, another natural hair brush, very, very good for face lathering. Uh, you might have to reload it after after doing two lathering passes, depending on uh, the soap you use, etc. I have found two passes, and I got to reload it. Nothing wrong with that at all. I like this brush a lot. It's very, very good. The Omega brand is terrific. Here, I'll just show it to you right here, Omega, okay? This is their professional brush. This is absolutely a terrific, terrific brush. Very nice price point too. Generous handle, terrifically large knot. I like using this for uh, creating a lather on a head shave as well. So that works out really well. But really, these synthetic brushes have come such a long way. Check out the T3 uh, Trafalgar uh, brush from Simpson. It's wonderful. All the synthetic brushes from uh, Phoenix Shaving are terrific as well. Yaki makes some great synthetic brushes. They just keep getting better and better and better. So yeah, synthetic brushes, I think, uh, really will deliver a really good lather. If you're new to wet shaving, definitely, definitely get a synthetic brush. 
it will really impress you at how easily it generates lather uh, for a face lather or a bowl lather. Really, really terrific. They've come a long, long way. Again, the brush you buy today is superior to the brush that you may have bought one or two years ago. I like the synthetic brush a lot. Hey, Victor, I hope that helps. Thanks very much for the comment and the question. Really do appreciate it. Well, that wraps up another Monday morning mailbag. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Please share, please subscribe, please like. Hit that bell so it'll give you a yell the next time I upload a video. Comment below, let me know. Check out all the great artists and soap makers that you see displayed on the bottom of the screen. They make and offer some wonderful, wonderful shaving soap. They offer some wonderful shaving gear, really. Fantastic, fantastic artisans out there. Please give them a look. Really do appreciate it if you do. Uh, hey, check out my Amazon product page at amazon.com slash shop slash where you'll find all the products I review in this channel. Organize and categorize so you can find everything in a snap very easily. I'll leave you with this laugh. Thanks very much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. Make it a great week.